It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Drought Large Radio Show. Just a programming note, we're going to run a uh, special set of audio clips in the 8 o'clock hour. I think uh, people need to know exactly who said what, what they sounded like when they said it, and why they allegedly said it when they decided it was okay to sweep under the rug uh, the letter from the Manchester School District's attorney to the school board chronicling the multiple policies, charter provisions, and state laws broken by Nancy Tessier when she released confidential personnel information uh, to not just the board, but to the staff members involved in that personnel discussion. Anyway, joining us now is Kimberly Morin of New Hampshire Political Buzz. NHPoliticalBuzz.com is where you can find out what uh, Kimberly has unearthed, uncovered, and otherwise brought to the attention of the general public, which usually sends the roaches running for cover. Good morning, Kimberly. <laughs> Good morning. How are you this morning? Unbelievable. So, I'm, as I rub my hands together, I don't know if you talked about it last week or not. I've been super busy. Um, but recently, after the horrific Las Vegas um, killings, uh, Senate majority minority leader, Democrat Steve Shirtliff, came out and said he wants to ban bump stocks. And then, I mean, the House minority leader and then Senate minority leader, chicken man, Jeff Woodburn from North Country, said that that Republicans can't talk about gun control because they're pistol whipped, quote unquote, um, uh, by by their people for doing it for wanting to actually talk about it. You know, their fear of rep- retribution if they talk about gun control. Basically, what these two tools are saying is that they believe all of their constituents, all of the people in the Granite State are psychopathic killers. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Because one guy does something horrifying, that means everyone else is going to do it, because why else would you ban it? Um, you know, and this is this is a theme with Democrats. Maggie Hassan wants to ban semi-automatic rifles. Uh, Senator Shaheen believes that anyone who buys an AR-15 is buying it solely to do bad things. This, these are quotes. This is a, that was a direct quote from her last year. So basically, what these people are saying is that because one person out of the 90 million supposed law-abiding gun owners in this country, they have to ban it because, of course, everyone else is going to do the same thing. And that's essentially what they're saying when they talk about this, when they try to ban something, something stupid that very few people even own, because it is a stupid novelty item. Well, and um, I've, I've heard a whole lot of people come forward and say that not only does it really uh, not cause the gun to fire all that more rapidly, there are plenty of other ways if people want to treat their semi-automatic weapons as automatic weapons that they could do it. Fire, firearms, Rich. They're not weapons. They're firearms. Okay, whatever. Uh, so yeah, tired yeah. of uh, so, I, get, I get you throwing that at me. I get Ava saying, "No, human being is illegal." Will you just, uh, you know, every now and then, <laughs> accept the vernacular without being a twit about correcting what people say? No, because it, it's important in the gun control debate. I don't, I don't have weapons. I have firearms. My firearms are never going to be used unless, unfortunately, in self defense. But they're never going to be used in that matter. As and that's the same that goes for the ninety million law abiding gun owners in uh-huh. the country. Yeah, that's so fine. That's why, I, you know, that's why there's there's a big difference in using those terms because the lamestream media will use the term weapon even if it's just an inanimate object not being used in such a, a manner. So, uh, aside from that, the point is, the you know Jeff Woodburn 
who is the senator up in North Country, where there's some people that don't have, they have little towns, they're spread out, they don't have their own local police force, they have to wait for the state police to come. So this is a guy who has a lot of constituents who have to be their own first line of defense because it could be an hour before the state police get there. And that's nothing against the state police. It's just that it might take them that long to get there because it's not, you know, they're not, they're not right in the same town. Mm-hmm. So, so this guy is, is, and he's trying to say that Republicans are pistol whip, but I guess Woodburn seems to forget that a majority of constituents in New Hampshire are pro second amendment and pro protecting their own rights. Um, if you recall a couple years ago during the big, the first big constitutional carry hearing, there was four and a half hours of testimony out of all those people, only four were against the bill and three of them were paid hacks. So Woodburn is completely out of touch. If anyone's pistol whipped, it's him and the Democrat party by the gun control lobbyists like Michael Bloomberg, who spend tons of money in this state to push gun control. They're the ones that are pistol whipped because they're not listening to their own constituents. And again, they are telling, they are saying that they believe all of their constituents who are law-abiding gun owners are going to suddenly turn into psychopathic killers because one person did something horrifying. You know, and it, it, this is the same group that when there's an Islamic extremist attack or when an illegal alien commits a crime, they say, don't blame it on all of them. That's not everyone. That's only one person. But then they turn around and blame all law-abiding gun owners for the actions of one person. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they were. Uh, how is this different than what that nut job who went and shot up the uh, the congressional Republicans on a baseball field uh, did? It's different because he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Mm, yes. I, I mean, you know, are you going to blame all Bernie Sanders supporters for that one guy? No. You're going to blame all Democrats for that one guy? No. You know, but but. They didn't, they didn't, you know, talk about that so much because it was one of their own. So, and, and as you know, we still don't even know what's going on with Vegas. There's just so much stuff going on. The story changes. It's it's kind of insane. Yeah, the but whole Vegas thing is kind of disturbing because I, 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 think, I think they know a whole lot more than they're letting on. And I, I, I just don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I, I don't either. But they jumped on the bad bandwagon before knowing everything that's going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the the instant knee jerk reaction before, you know, while they were waiting in the blood of the victims was to blame all law abiding gun contr- gun owners. And, you know, we got to put more laws in place. We got to put more laws in place. And I'll reiterate again, New Hampshire is one of the safest states in the country. Why? And we have the, some of the least restrictive gun laws in the country. So why would you do that? It, clearly, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont are are some of the safest, the three safest states in the country. Why would you? And they all have constitutional carry. Why would you change that? So, so we could be like Chicago. That's, you <laughs> like, know what I mean? And so they're they're just they're not thinking things through, thinking thinking things through because they never do. They don't think for themselves. They just get that mandate from up above and says that says push gun control, push gun control. And this is where citizens, granite staters, have to pay attention and say, wait a minute. I'm not going to do anything like that because it's not going to stop at bump stocks. If they ban bump stocks, their ultimate goal is to ban semi-automatic rifles. 
And I'm sorry, but people actually do use semi-automatic rifles in self, uh, home self-defense. You know, there was a mother who used it uh, uh, in Detroit, of all places, against three illegally armed thugs who invaded her home. God only knows what would have happened to her and her family, but she was able to ward them off because she used a semi-automatic rifle. So you know what? Maggie and Shaheen, take your little gun control um, expletives and shove it. <laughs> so anyway, so sorry, you got me going this morning because I heard you ranting. Oh, sure. Um, so blame me. Yes, it's your fault. Well, you know, you know me, a drop of a hat, it can happen. Um, <laughs> uh, I had to save this up from last week because I was going to talk about it last week and then Woodward, just with Shirtliff and then Woodward came out and proved he's more of an idiot than usual. Um, so did you hear, and I'm sure you heard and announced it, but it's so exciting. Carol Shea Porter's retiring. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, Woo! I did. Sorry. I think I was one of the early ones to break that news, actually. Yeah, it's, um, I was busy during the day when I found that news and I'm like, oh, this is way too exciting. I just have to share this. Um, she has been one of the worst representatives I've ever had. And I came from Massachusetts. Well, you got to give Carol credit. She doesn't really hide what she believes and she does what she said she's going to do, which is more than I can say for people on the Republican side most of the time. Well, I mean, this this, is I disagree true, with her vehemently, she but hid, she doesn't hide. If, if you recall, she also hid from constituents. What? She doesn't care about whatever her constituents Look, I'm not, actually I'm not, want. I'm not, I'm not praising her as a congressman. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that she, uh, she's actually one of the few on the left who will admit that she's on the left, that will admit what she wants to do and why. And so I will give her credit for being the devil that I know um, <laughs> and being honest about what she wants. I, I think that goes a long way with voters. I do. Um, even with yeah, the voters yeah. that disagree with you. When she, um, when people, when her own constituents were telling her they didn't want Obamacare, she said, well, I vote with Obama 90% of the time or whatever it was, a huge percentage. She admitted it. You're right. She came out and admitted it. And then she never gave another town hall. Right. So, um, because she knew she was going against what her constituents wanted, but Hey, they voted her in, right? Yep. Not me. I had nothing to do with that. With a little help from a bunch of out of state voters in, uh, (laughs) <laughs> well, you brought up a good point you brought up a good point and i've been talking about this a lot lately if you can't get an in-state pistol revolver license you can't serve on jury duty and you pay out-of-state tuition you should not be voting here period end of story absolutely now there's there's different designations well jury duty you have to be a resident but you can get an out-of-state pistol revolver license but it's different from in-state you know what i mean so if you can't do those three things if those three things aren't applicable to you, you don't live here. You should not be voting here. And it, it, it's interesting that not that's not often brought up. Mm-hmm. You know, Ed Nail has brought it up about the jury duty. He's the one who told me about that. Yeah, and we've got an op-ed that he wrote uh, about that uh, in the featured post section of com. so people might want to check that out. Yeah, because these, these are people, you know— Obviously, Democrats want students from out of state to vote here. We have thousands of them voting here, especially ones that are from Massachusetts who can easily cross the border and go home or get an absentee ballot. Yeah, we only have we only have forty four thousand people on our voter lists that have the same name and birth date as people on the Massachusetts uh, voter list. So nothing to worry about there. Oh, my. I didn't even know it was that many. Yeah, it's forty four thousand with Massachusetts. It's fifteen thousand with Maine. And it's uh, 96,000, uh, 94,000 uh, in the 26 other states or with the 26 other states yes. that are in the cross-check program. 
But so 44,000 of them it's are Massachusetts. You know, some people do actually move and maybe their state doesn't wipe them, purge them from the voter list as soon as they should. I mean, I know when I moved, I called my town hall and I said, I'm moving. Take me off the voter list. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they did? I know they have now. At this point, they have because I checked. But I don't know how soon they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that is some of the cases. But that's a small percentage. That's not 94,000 people. 94,000 people didn't move to New Hampshire in, in 2016 and, and claim permanent residency. That's, right. that's crap, <laughs> you know? Yep. So, but of course, you know, Democrats are going to fight it because like you said, they, they are voter fraud deniers. Vote fraud deniers. Yeah. And Vote for those of deniers. you who think that I'm an idiot because I think that man-made global warming is, is not real. I, I just have one question for you. How in God's name are we not still under a mile of ice where we are standing now <laughs> listening to the sound of my voice if it takes man and cow farts to warm up the planet? <laughs> well, this is true. And think about all the hot air that comes out of Democrats. So one, I just want to briefly talk one other thing. Yes, the go right ahead. The go, house race. No, go right ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the extra time because we started a bit late. So go ahead. Okay. So be careful what you wish for, kids, because uh, you might want to look into Chandler's record and see how it compares to even uh, Jasper. And you might want to think about who you're voting for for Speaker of the House, because I know some people think the speaker think the speaker isn't important, but he is because he's the one who picks up the leadership on the committees, who helps pick the committees. And we saw how that worked with the Labor Committee last year and right to work. So think about who you want New Hampshire legislators for a speaker, because it does actually make a difference. No, it it does. But in all likelihood, Chandler's not going to walk in there midterm and then shake everything up because he's now the speaker. I mean, is he good? What's the likelihood that he's going to do that? Honestly, I I have no idea. I don't know what bills are coming forward. I've only seen some bills that are coming forward and the committees are already set up with leadership. So you're right that that stuff isn't going to change. Um, right. And I don't even know that it could at this point, but, so, um, and, and, just, Ch- and Chandler, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for Chandler here, but you know, cause I know Gene is not necessarily, uh, you know, not necessarily a, uh, you know, a, a dyed in the wool conservative, but uh, you know, what are your, what are your options here for the, for the, for the next year? You go with the deputy speaker and you keep things as they are in the house and have a guy who's run it before run it for the year, knowing that he's, uh, uh pledged not to run for it, uh, in the next term. Who knows if he'll even run for re-election to the House? Of course, doesn't seem he's got anything better to do, so he probably will. Uh, or, <laughs> well, or, or do you go through another knockdown, drag-out fight in the Republican right. caucus mid-year, um, and, and probably end up with Bartlett the way he ended up with uh, Chandler because they'll cut a deal with the Democrats to yeah. to, to, to do that. So, I mean, tactically here, what do you, what do you do? Well, see, here's the thing. I have a hard time believing what some Republicans say, because remember, it was Republicans who said when Medicaid expansion sunshines, we're going to kick it out. And that was a blatant lie. Well, but so, we always we always we always we always knew that was a lie. And I challenged Jeb Bradley on that when he, yeah, when he was did. on this radio show. 
And he said, "Yep, they're going to pull the rug out from underneath it if they if it costs the state money." Well, now the states now. The, but here's the thing: now's the time to really put Republicans on the hot spot about that because the federal government has come in and said to the state of New Hampshire yet again, "You have another Medicaid scam going on here. We are going to disallow this from uh, continuing." And so you may not take thirty five million dollars from your hospitals and your insurance companies in the form of voluntary payments to offset your responsibility under the ACA. So now the state's going to have to come up with that on its own. And yep. uh, who, who's going to really come up with that? It's going to be the taxpayers. Well, but here's we the thing, though. Not, not, but what I'm trying to get to you, uh, the point I'm trying to put across is now that the, the feds have come in and said, oh, no. And before you start blaming Trump, remember, this actually started under the Obama administration. And they, yeah. they, they swept it under the rug so that uh, Margaret Wood Hassan wouldn't have any any negative publicity to deal with while she was trying to beat Kelly Ayotte for the Senate. Right. Um, you know, now, now they're going to be faced with the idea that they're either going to have to raise taxes in the state of New Hampshire, cut other services or do something or get rid of it the way they said they would if it were going to, you know, if the feds were going to pull back their funding, which they knew the feds were going to pull back the funding because the funding outline always did pull back the funding. Exactly. And again, you're right. This happened under Hassan, but this was always an issue with the little scams that that states have been playing with the feds. And it was only a matter of time before the feds came in, no matter who was in office and said, "Um, no, you're not getting away with this. This has been, they've been in trouble with this kind of little uh, shell games before and the the it was only a matter of time before the feds put down the hammer again and said no you're not doing this either cut it out yeah and and that's that's what's happened and you know what they did this to themselves and they need to fix it themselves and now so now we need to go back to jeb bradley and chuck morse and whoever it was in the house and say okay are you going to live up to your promise to repeal this stuff or are we going to come after you in 2018 period end of story Exactly. Kimberly Morin, as always, the pleasure is ours. Have a great day. Traffic, weather, sports.